Hello and welcome to Wild, Wealthy, and Liberated, a sacred space that is co-created to deepen and expand your beingness in dismantling, deprogramming, relearning, rewilding, reclaiming your power so you can own your magic and share your medicine more freely. I'm Jasmine Hayden, your host and embodiment, love, wealth, and leadership mentor. Let's dive into today's episode. Hello and welcome to this super special episode of Wild, Wealthy, and Liberated, where I have a beloved, honored guest who has had such a tremendous impact on my life and I'm sure on so many others, uh, Jessica Garrett, who is my therapist and who is a somatic uh, practitioner and therapist and artist and so many other beautiful things in this world. And I'm going to give you the space to share anything that you'd like with the viewers or the listeners of who you are, or what you're about, or anything that feels uh, alive for you. Thank you, Jasmine. I'm so happy. Doesn't really feel like the word that encompasses the energy I'm feeling as we start today. It's I'm really I'm really touched. It's very. It's very beautiful, this invitation to be here together. Um, my goodness. So I start with that, just with honoring that, like, even before we jumped on to recording this, I was already feeling the energy of your invitation and the sort of expression of love that you're trying to capture here today in our conversation, right? but you're inviting people into this energy, into this vibration, into our conversation together. So, so yeah, so I start with that. Now, to say a little bit about me, I mean, yeah, uh, I'm your therapist. <laughs> but... You know, I've been moving away so much these days from the structure of that word because for some of us, it means a certain thing. What What is it to be a therapist, right? Um, I moved away from even calling myself that because it feels like such a limiting structure. So the work I do even trying to call it something, why I find it a struggle. But uh, I work in healing spaces, working with others as a, as a healer. But truly, even that feels too hierarchical because what I really feel like lately I am excited to do is just meet people at their heart. Right? I just want to meet people in the heart space. And any structure that prohibits a person from feeling met by me in the heart, I've been really trying to dissolve because some of the most profound experiences I've been having personally when I go in search of myself with others is when they show up and they're like, here is me and here's my heart and here's how listening to you reaches me. And it's through this connection, and I have one person in particular who's, I'm working with Janine Nabler, who wrote uh, Spiritual Anatomy. Her and I have been traveling together now for two years, and she's become, you know, at first I was like, okay, you're, you're a therapist. No, not really. You're a healer. Oh, no, not really. You're my uh, mentor. No, not really. God, you're just another phenomenal human meeting me, listening, feeling my energy, responding to it with yours, and you're creating something magical here together in those spaces of listening, deep listening. That's what I'm inspired to do. That's what I'm wanting from every exchange. I actually said this the other day to someone. I said, 
I'm not interested in transactional exchanges. Mm. That's not what we're here to do. We're here to really reach each other, to really be moved by each other. So that's what I think is so beautiful about this invitation. What are we going to create here together by meeting each other here? It's phenomenal. The possibilities are endless. Right? You're not interviewing me. We're with each other in this space of creation. And, uh, wow. Yeah. That's. And so I use the body string it. I use breast string it. You know, I, I'm really listening from a very internal place. I'm inviting us to do that together. To use that resonant field together to your body telling me what's my body telling me what's the magic and that's where the artistry comes from so i know one of your questions is kind of around like how this how like expression is birthed from spirit and that's it right when we're doing that kind of deep listening then we're in the act of creation because our body and our spirit will speak to us in color it will speak to us with image. It will speak to us with fragments of words that become poetry. It will speak to us with uh, a memory that then gets transmuted into an expression or a gesture or a movement. So once I began to journey deeply into this body as a vessel that created magic, then my desire to create was just exponential. Like it's kind of like limitless. Like, oh, I just, ooh, ooh, ooh. It's very exciting. Um, so yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, as you can tell, I'm pretty excited just to have this conversation with you. Thank <laughs> you. Your words are, they're so felt. I feel like one of the many reasons I felt so uh, grateful for your presence in my life and in my journey is because in simply who you are and how you show up, it completely dissolved and dismantled the ideas of what I thought therapy was. And I know you were speaking about your journey with that word and, and labels and hierarchies and things like this. And when you're bringing in the magic and bringing in the art and bringing the body, all of those for me just resonate so intimately with my spirit in how I look back in who I was with our first session, which was going on four years ago at this point. <laughs> I was in New York, uh, so intensely, chronically anxious and stressed and in overdrive and unsafe in my body. I came in with all of my protective mechanisms. I was using spiritual bypassing to just avoid my pain and through working with you I got to know myself uh, and got to know my body in a way I didn't know I could with any person who might identify or call themselves as a therapist uh, which changed my whole life and it really is in, I think I'm realizing this in this moment, that it was in my work with you that I realized I wanted to be holding space for others uh, in that depth of what is possible in meeting the parts of ourself that had felt unsafe to exist or to be met or to be loved or to be cared for or to be accepted. And... I feel like that's the power of having uh, the kind of work that is so much more 
than what might be under like talk therapy or under um, just like cognitive therapy, just ways of trying to understand the mind, but actually coming into the infinite wisdom of the body and of higher forms of intelligence and of the multi dimensions of our of our world and beyond our world. And you have such a gift for welcoming all of those in that I think is it's so unique and so rare in in that industry. Uh, and so I just want to name that and to thank mm-hmm. you for that and to see also that looking back at that point and what I thought healing meant or was for me, which was very much coming from the fixing what is wrong place <laughs> into what healing is for me in now in reclaiming the power within myself to change the stories that I am living under and to support other people to do the same. So I would love to hear just with, with that, how you have felt yourself stepping into uh, the experience of what space holding means and feel like for, for you in, in your evolution in that aspect of your life. Yes. Oh, I love your um, taking us back together to New York and this <laughs> meeting and my um, Astoria, the town I was living in, where the gaming I had two offices in New York and Manhattan and one in Astoria and more. Just having, I was, and this is the beautiful thing about the body. We are not, um, we are in our minds caught up in the perception of time mm-hmm. what our body can travel through time just the invitation so i can go back and i can feel and remember that moment with you where you walked in <laughs> with your skateboard i just like i can feel it i remember i just remember and my body has a certain sensation so i love your invitation to take us back there. Because mm-hmm. also what I can feel not only is your presence but my body presence at that time too. Who was I in that body? Mm-hmm. I, I was a very different person even then in that body, right? Mm-hmm. I was very different person. Um, so then this invitation in your question around kind of even my own personal journey, our evolution together, you know, our togethering and the evolution that it's brought us to, because that's the thing about this. Mm-hmm. We, we, it is an extreme a coming together with others that really are changed, that we are touched, that we are moved in directions, right? And so in our little relational fields was when I have touched each other in such a way that this is where we are now. This is how we've arrived, right? We arrived here together, which is beautiful. Right? We brought each other here together to have this conversation, to acknowledge all the togethering we've had up until this point. It's such a beautiful thing to feel that, feel the evolution of that in our bodies here together. Mm-hmm. And it has me, you know, like without discrediting all the things that all the fields of healing do. I think they all have to a certain degree value, right? So like when I began at 19, I had a very, in therapy for myself, I had a very phenomenal human sit across from me who was a psychoanalytic psychotherapist. She had done analysis. She, uh, Iris Gerson's phenomenal human being who met me in my 19-year-old self and who met me in her way, and who really truly mothered me in the way I needed to be mothered and met at that time, but from a very traditional model. And with the years of working with her, I was then ready to go further. And this is what's so beautiful in terms of like thinking about it in terms of Bisati or um, developmental uh, stages, right? Like the infant has to start off in a certain way, dependent, held, nurtured, nourished, to then begin to take steps away, little by little, to journey into the world of separation and together, right? 
So that embryo of that first experience of therapy was really essential for me to then step away and say, what else is out there for me, right? Which led to um, finding myself in wanting to do this too. Oh, I want to do what she does. That's what led me to go to getting my license as a clinical social worker. I got my master's as very much as a result of being in that space with her and seeing what could happen. And then I studied that and I went on into the world of that. And I was like, oop, I want to keep doing this. I want to keep exploring how to do this. And went on to work on inpatient psych units, went on to work at NYU as a crisis response counselor. For a really long time, I felt really truly met in the role of therapist. I was like, okay, I feel like what I'm doing feels right to me and feels satisfying to me. And I don't feel like I'm longing for more right now until my own body began to go through something at my mid-30s, I really wanted to have a baby. And I was struggling to have a baby. I couldn't get pregnant. And I had to go through a year of trying and then fertility uh, treatments. I got pregnant with IBS and then I miscarried mm. at 10 and a half days. Everything stopped at, at that miscarriage. I was already pretty despondent because it felt like so much. I just feel betrayed by my body. Mm -hmm. Have not doing the thing that everybody can do? I found myself in therapy questioning my body, but, but my therapist, who was a wonderful therapist, wasn't really being with my body. Mm. And I remember going to a yoga class and being with the yoga practitioner during this time and feeling really held in that experience. Oh, my body's then intended to, and my spirit's been intended to grow. I have almost a lot happening in this beautiful, deep relationship I have with the therapist. Heaven, my body's not being met there. And so I had this, you know, this really deep soul, and this happens to us, right? We have these life moments that kind of shatter us apart. Often it's the body that will do that. It's something that's happening in the physical body. That is a spiritual awakening. The physical body often is the place where most of us will feel kind of torn apart in order to reconnect to our soul. Mm -hmm. And in that, in that whole cycle of trying to get pregnant and miscarrying and then getting pregnant while very despondent on my own with my beautiful daughter and journeying in that pregnancy with her in this body that felt like it had been through so much. I started doing some investigating and I found myself reading Dr. Peter Levine's work mm -hmm. and his somatic experiencing with his, um, his teachings and um, the body keeps the score. And I started reading all of these books about the body and going, where has this been? In all of my experience with therapists, how come this was so not at the end of my training? And so then I went, okay, I need this. My body needs this. So I went on and signed on for, uh, to study somatic experiencing and simultaneously also began journeying in other experiential models. I was like, I wanna, what's breath work? I had a friend who actually invited me to a breath work ceremony. And it was my year of saying yes to this friend. And I said, okay, sure, whatever you say. And you've got, you're, you're tuned into something, I'm going. And we went and I was like, oh my God. What is happening here? Wow. Who am I? All of a sudden I was discovering a me that I had not felt ever before. And then from that moment on, and now we're talking about 10 years ago at this point, a little longer actually, 12 years ago, my daughter's 12. I said, um, I have, I've got some work to do here with this physical body. I have to come back into relationship with me. There's a lot here I have not been there. So through my training, somatic experiencing, through my breath work, I began to care for my soul. Well, that's really what it was about. And that's when I began to learn that this body and the breath were essential in caring for the soul. That we have three energetic bodies, that we have the thinking body, that we have the feeling body, 
and then we have the spirit body. And when we're in psychotherapy and more traditional models, we're really only finishing the thinking body. And it's through other experiential practices that are more body-centered when we start to experience body, this feeling, you know, sort of feel the body, the sensation body, and the spirit body. And when we bring in all of these phenomenal ancient practices that exist, in addition to honoring how we construct meaning based on what we're feeling, based on what the soul is signaling to us, we begin to integrate the communication of that like super highway that we are of electronic information. And that's, I would even call it healing. It's just like, that's where like you need to come whole again, right? We return to this feeling of wholeness. Right? Those missing pieces of us begin to really become eliminated. And I couldn't have done that alone. I needed to do that in the presence of others. I needed to be witness and need to be held. So even Jenny, who I work with now, we talk about holding space, and she also hysterical to use that word. Hmm. Because what are we talking about here? Holding space. Space does not get held. <laughs> we enter into space together. Yeah. We enter into vibration together. We enter into the heart together, right? We step into what's already all around us. We don't hold it. But you know, it's, it, it's a beautiful thing to consider this thing. This is what we're doing, right? I'm not holding space for you to step into. We're just stepping into the space together. And then you get to tell me what you're feeling in space. And I get to tell you what I'm feeling in space. And then I get to share like, what's this thing now feel like now that we've been felt it together. So that's a very long answer to your question. <laughs> but I think essential in understanding how I arrived to this and how I want to be, be remiss for me not to mention that literally every human I've encountered has also been essential to my arriving here today. Every single relational exchange I've had with every person I've been with, whether they've been with me and listening to me or whether I've been the one receiving and listening and responding, has shaped and touched me in such a way that's my embodiment now. Mm. And so you're such an essential part of that. That's what's so beautiful, right? Like, sure. like you thank me, I go, oh, thank you for being the heart that you are and showing up the way that you have and offering what you receive and receiving me in what's really beautiful. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. 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 something that's showing up for me in this this dialogue around what one of the things I'm, I'm getting in the impact, yeah. right? The impact that we have on others, the impact that others have on us, the impact of those who were, who may not be with us in the same way. And it it brings me into this uh, this reflection. I had a feeling that there might be reflections that show up in this in this conversation uh, of all that I was carrying when I first met you, from how I had been impacted, and how much I've experienced myself through our work together and through our journey, uh, integrating the parts of it that feel resonant with who I have been becoming and also giving myself permission to be letting go or releasing the parts of it that have served their purpose. And mm -hmm. 
that has to do, you know, with the spiritual journey and the spiritual sense of continually choosing to evolve um, the the way that I am choosing or that we are choosing to allow people or allow other energies or other attachments uh, in our own space or in our own body and also speaks to the deep trauma work that mm-hmm. we did mm-hmm. and that we do. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, I'd love to just speak into those pieces around mm-hmm. impact that that we carry. And I know for me, I have felt so weighed down by the the trauma that I, I was carrying uh, and that is continuing to to heal and to dissolve and to transmute when the triggers show up. But when I, again, going back, when I look at who I was then, the, the four years ago, and just how burdened I felt then, and you've seen me in my, my darkest, heaviest, falling apart, I don't want to exist moments. And you've also seen me in my, oh my God, I can't believe that this is my life, that I'm living this dream life, but also the experiences of not feeling safe in the experience of the dream life that (laughs) it's like it didn't didn't quite land that that was happening through these, these big stages of my own growth and of my own uh, liberation. And so speaking into, you know, the wounds, we've worked through mother wounds, we've worked through abandonment wounds, we've worked through deep ancestral lineage work. And I, I'd love to, to open up the space for anything that is, is coming through for you around just the nature of, of transforming those wounds into wisdom, into embodied wisdom and uh, maybe your own experiences that might want to be shared or even just reflections of anything I've said about my own experience, all of that is, is welcome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm super that invitation, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, it's kind of reminding me of the member of things, but, you know, even just taking that um, piece around the, the miscarriage of my first pregnancy, as an indicator as some, you know, my ability to feel internally what is meaning, what is surfacing as a result of this loss is an indicator of energy that has been here for much longer than just this, mm. this loss, right? When the heart of my growing baby stopped, it reminded my body of all the times my heart is in trouble. My own life felt in trouble. My own ability to feel like I was safe in the world was interrupted. Right? Because that's the thing. We are none of us are free from those moments. All of us travel in these human bodies will experience some of us more than others. Tragic loss. Some of us will experience intrusions that unwars, that disorient us, that leave us feeling like we can't go on, or that we'll never be safe again. That is a quality of a human experience that none of us escape. And that energy of that, you know, there's a lot of trauma literature that talks about trauma being not necessarily what happened, but the fact that it happened too fast, mm-hmm. without enough information, without enough support, without enough time, right? And it's how that lives in your body that creates the tensions that we carry 
that creates the structural stories that we create as a result of that. Right. And so sealing from that, and I put that in quotes, but really what I hear it as is liberating that compressed energy mm. is what we're here to do. And we're here to do that together. So why I'm, why it's so essential for all of us as humans to come into relationship with our body is because therein lies the wisdom. That's what we said to this and like, oh, that thing that happened to me that I've constructed a story about the world, about myself. If I were listening to how the body tells me where that information is, what do I notice? Oh, my chest gets tight. Oh, my pelvis. Oh, my stomach. Oh, my back. Oh, my, you know, I start to feel this. Oh, there's heat here. Oh, there's, I get this image or there's a color. Okay. And then we, we're all going to listen to that evolution of that story because that's where the liberation is, right? Mm -hmm. And when, and I was saying this to a player the other day because it was like, well, I don't understand. Like, I'm tracking the sensation of this, but why am I still? feeling the emotions that I do. Why am I still in the story of this? And so if we're still stuck in the story, so it's like, if for me it was, um, there were so many stories I had with that miscarriage. One was obviously I can't trust my body. You know, my body, there's flaw in my body. And it was, I'm going to die alone. I'm never mm -hmm. going to die. My life ends with me. That it was, um, I'm not a mythical woman to carry a baby. Right? Oh, there were so many stories. There were so many stories. Yeah, this is, well, I'm bad. So many stories. I had to be with each story and the energy of each story and the emotion of each story. Oh, there's a lot of sad. There's a lot of energy of what feels sad here. I need to move this. So if we are still stepping the story to me, when I always hear of the story is just a pattern that's just on repeat. It's like a dream. It's a dream. dream. And you're still dreaming the same dream and it's a repeated dream. What I'm hearing our soul telling us is you haven't figured out the full meaning of what's being transmitted to you through this dream yet. Mm -hmm. yeah. we, have to, we have to be with this dream for longer. Really listen to the depth of this dream. We haven't gotten there yet. And you get there and you feel that vibration in you go like, oh yeah, I, I feel confident. That is what the stream is telling me. Then whatever blocks, energetic blocks were there that were created by your soul to like surface that dream imagery, that starts to move. And that dream's not coming back because that energy is moving. Mm -hmm. You're doing something else now. It's going to show you another block. A place where there's an energetic block, right? So same thing with the story that we find ourselves on repeat. If I'm continuing to see my life send me the same version of the same story, I haven't released the energy there yet, the emotional blocks there yet. Ginny and I were trembling with this the other day while we were talking about emotion. And I said to her, you know, it's so fascinating. And just since I've been all cares for it, I said, I don't feel emotion anymore the way I used to. I don't feel day to day that things make me feel sad or angry. I feel energy. Ooh, that thing that you just did. I like, I could feel that inside. Like, <laughs> you know, I feel it as energy, but I'm not quick to say I'm angry. Because mm -hmm. it feels much more expansive. It's not contained to that little thing. So we were talking about like, oh, Emotion, energy and motion. Mm -hmm. We came up with categories of emotion mm -hmm. to show us where things weren't moving. Wow. Isn't that cool? We came up with the lightstick pawn <laughs> of energy not being in motion. Wow. Sad is a container for where energy is not moving. A label for where energy is not moving. Angry. You know, they feel different, right? Mm -hmm. They feel different. The energy and quality of the vibration, the energy is different. We just created these phenomenal words, like we saw color in the sky. And we're like, we're going to call that blue because it's there. 
I don't know, there's something stuck inside of me. It feels like something like this. If it were moving, it wouldn't feel like this at all. Mm -hmm. But because it's stuck, it does. So we're going to call it this, mm -hmm. right? So that I say all of this because <laughs> when we begin to work with body, when we begin to work with breath, when we begin to work with dreams and images, when we begin to move the energy, then and the energy is the stuff. And trauma causes stuff. Events like these cause the stuff. Compression of energy in our bodies. When we begin to move that stuff, the quality of how we see it changes, and the words we use to describe how we see it changes. Mm. So, I hope that answers a little bit of the question here. But in terms of trauma, even I have a hard time calling things trauma because, again, that's a really small container. Mm -hmm. get really attached to these words. Mm -hmm. I'm traumatized. I'm angry. You know, we over-identify with them. I'm not dismissing them. We all had stuff happen to and in us. And our work truly is to just really appreciate what you'll be here to release mm -hmm. and uh, how are we holding that unnecessarily? How can you get support to move them? Mm -hmm. I've watched you do that. Your body feels so different now. And even the way you speak of your experiences are not the same. They're not the same. Mm -hmm. right? Your lexicon has expanded. The way you feel in relationships to the things that have happened has shifted. And we are continuously on that journey continuously feeling deeper and deeper what's here and how it wants to be expressed and supported. Mm -hmm. mm. Wow, I love this way of, of looking at energy work is how I'm saying it. And mm -hmm. I know that just in hearing you and in, in, in receiving the, the opening around the detaching or like the, the not having the uh the emotions be or rather the energy that's moving be labeled as something like uh anger or and it, it makes me think of grief too because i feel like rage and grief are probably two of the heavier energies that i've worked with with you and in my life in general and alchemizing those mm -hmm. energies and learning how to navigate feeling safe enough in my body for how big those emotions felt without having the old pattern which I experienced so much and I experienced with my clients of being stuck in it and then drowning in it. And that was one of my biggest fears. I just know from my really intense depressive periods where I was so afraid I was gonna get stuck in the emotions and drown in the experience of them. And I wouldn't be able to find my way out again in a healthy way mm -hmm. or or in a way that just didn't, didn't uh, leave me as, as it's a word around this <laughs> i think broken is a good word as broken as i had felt uh, which is so interesting just to to reflect on how differently i move through emotions now and how much more quickly i can allow them to to be processed or to be expressed or to be uh, just felt in different parts of my body. And so all of that to come to this, this kind of reflection of, of words or emotions that are called like rage or grief. Those are the ones I'm working with right now <laughs> in, this, in this conversation. I'm not feeling yeah. them too much today, but in this particular conversation uh, and the also the the roots of those energies having been passed down and we know you know an ancestral and intergenerational 
uh, patterns and how that which hasn't had the space to be released, it just continues being embodied in the womb. And then in the womb, it gets passed on and so on and so forth. And so the liberation from that, but also the the realness of the intensity and how common it is to fear the full depth of our feeling is something that I would love to talk more about with you and just, yeah, explore that space. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. And especially as female identified bodies and the world, this experience of being in relationship to our language. Ooh, you know, I was working with a client yesterday and says, really, we were touching in on this. And so, so I really love this invitation because what I'm really feeling from you, first of all, I love my growth, right? Because I, I always, I'm listening to how the words are a communication from the soul of something almost like, again, this sort of like cosmic energy. So when you use the word, um, you know, you were talking about feeling, being in the state of feeling the emotions to being afraid that you might drown. Mm-hmm. And I go, well, this is beautiful, right? Because what are we talking about? We're talking about you're bringing in water. We only can drown in water, right? You're bringing in water. You're bringing in both where we begin in water. In the embryo, we are breathing, living, growing in water. Water is also a representation of emotion. Right. So when we use water as an archetype, we are, um, it symbolically stands for emotion. When you read in tarot, any of the water stuff that comes up the cups, we're talking about the unconscious. Mm-hmm. Right. So when we start to use the language, our body gives us, our energy gives us the words to help us receive the message, receive mm-hmm. the communication. Right. So here we are in the drowning, help feeling. To drown in all this feeling, and so what I what I feel about that is what we're hearing is when we are in the idea of drowning, what we're feeling is we are water, we are a river of energy, mm. but we have dammed ourselves up, mm. right? So the experience is this: if we touch into the energy that we are, if we begin to pull a stone out of that dam, it's going to all come rushing out. And it's going to drown us. We cannot keep up with the amount of energy that's going to be released. Mm-hmm. So I love this because what this allows us to appreciate is the benefit of titration. Which you introduced me to. Yes. I had no and idea what titration yeah. was before our Yeah, <laughs> and so somatic experiencing it introduces this concept as well, this pendulation from being with to, to being, you know, sort of stepping away. This, they'll talk about this and use this language one drop at a time. Can we feel this one drop at a time? Mm-hmm. Because we have conceived of a body that does not have the capacity. We've conceived it. I cannot do this. We have structured ourselves in a thinking mind to fear seeing. It's not just something we do to ourselves, we're conditioned by, we're infinite, but mostly generations of people you know, generations of bodies before us that are saying, don't feel, don't feel, don't feel, mm-hmm. don't feel. So we are coming in and we don't feel, right? Mm-hmm. Don't feel, don't feel, don't feel, right? And depending on the culture we grow in and the, you know, that is, yeah, the bodies that we come in and the information we come in with and then the environment we're growing in will either support feeling or not, or not support feeling, right? So it's already there to some degree, that message. And titration is the medicine, right? So we are, we are a river of feeling. We are a river of feeling. We are a river of energy. Let's be you as one drop of this. So sometimes, we'll, you know, like clients will be like, you know, they'll feel the energy of their vitality, which usually vitality suppressed feels like rage, mm-hmm. anger. It feels destructive, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Our vitality, our life force can feel when it's, especially when it's been depressed, when it's been held down, can feel volcanic, erupted. So we go one drop at a time. Let's just feel a little bit of that moving through. Ready, feel your rage. I call it rage. 
you know, I did an exercise yesterday, but it's like if your rage could make a body or if that body is not with it, you know, in this particular habit, you know, lots of like our hands like to express a lot. Our hands are healing in terms of um, body parts. I'm just particular person's hands. It's like, you know, ooh, it's got sound. It wants to create like a kind of clawing. All right, let's just be with that. Let's just be with that. Let's not read too much into it. Let's not try to find the story attached to it. Let's just be with the body wanting privilege, but the body, how the body wants to express this energy. Take a few moments to do that. And we'll come back in and we'll just see how does that. So that's how we work with these energies. We don't just go like, okay, well, like there's a dam there. Let's like sledgehammer it and let all the water rush. No, <laughs> most of us are going to feel like we can't do that. It's going to get too hot, too fast. Again, that's traumatic. That, mm -hmm. That's too much. We need to do small. And then what's fascinating, I know you can probably feel that within yourself, Jasmine, is that we don't have to go that small anymore. Okay. Okay. Once we understand like, oh, okay, that wasn't so bad. Oh, wow. Okay. So one more, like I can do this, right? Hunter time and time. And this is how it feels for me now. Bring it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I want to feel it. Wow. It's here to feel. What is it like to feel all this vital life force I am, right? Mm -hmm. That I didn't otherwise make small by calling it sad or angry or, you know, like, knock on wood, I haven't had to face a lot of loss recently, but I know that when that time comes, this body will, because it's broken open so much, it will need it with a very open heart. Mm. And I, you use the word broken, and I'll be broken by this. And what it made me think about is how it actually we keep our sins on kind of like sarcophaguses mm. around feeling, like we're kind of imprisoning ourselves around feeling so we get really hardened. Mm -hmm. My work is how soft can I get around this feeling? How much can I let this break the elbow? Mm -hmm. How much can I let this feeling touch parts of me? in my body. I could really use blood. I could really use oxygen that are really deprived. You know, I use my shoulders and shoulders often need a lot of like attention. Like, oh, how much can I let this and breathe life here into the hard spaces? Mm. Might hurt, but it's also going to nourish those parts of me that have been cut off since the mm -hmm. I want to be broken, broken. So I don't end up feeling imprisoned the way I do mm -hmm. by not feeling, by not standing to feel this, right? So, so yeah, and so this is beautiful, this invitation to be with this because also like, again, our language instructs us. Mm -hmm. I was afraid I would drown and only feeling the water, feeling the energy you are, you're feeling the way that if you go in too quick, it might be too much. So maybe I need to slow it down, but also in the like drowning in the emotional and acknowledging I'm water. Mm -hmm. I'm meant to move. I'm not meant to be frozen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that we're playing in the space of water because it is cancer season. It is. <laughs> and yes, I am a cancer baby. My birthday's in a couple weeks. So I very um, much, I feel the depths of water energy so much. And so many of the people that are I experience in the realms of, uh, of empathic, intuitive humans that that just care so deeply, whether it's about creating change in the world or about uh, being a stand for something that is uh, that is allowing for more people to be connected to their hearts. And I feel like you are one of those those humans, and so we we resonate in that frequency. And probably most of the people listening to that that there is that sensitivity that high level of sensitivity with uh, 
the world itself and how we're interacting with the world that for me and my experience was too much. And I was so conditioned into desensitizing myself and the numbness that we're talking about or how I'm getting it with being frozen, right? So much of this work that I've gotten to experience and that I love now facilitating is in is thawing out that frozenness and then getting yeah. to tap into what if we were, you know, this this wild expression of the feminine. I, water is also really feminine, you know, quality. And so the the wild expression of who we get to be when we're untamed, when we're unclaimed, if we feel all of ourselves and let that be how we walk and talk and breathe and be let that be a permission slip. And I feel like that's so much of what I've gotten in yeah. in this this aspect of what you're talking about with with water having the the pathway opened and then how we get to in the different stages of our journey depending on our own capacity and what we're navigating and what we're uh, allowing for that to be something that is also nourishing and nurturing but also something that uh, is raw and is unfiltered and in that unapologetic owning of ourselves i think is is the catalyst for our soul being able to fully express itself in who we came here to be or how we came here to remember ourselves and somatic work specifically and and how we're talking about it is such a gift in that way and in working with you, I was inspired. I don't know if I've shared this. I feel like I might have, but I'm not sure. Um, I was inspired into getting my training in integrative somatic trauma therapy. And so okay. I've had the the honor of working with Dr. Peter Levine as well. And with, with the ways that I have been now weaving in uh, the knowledge of body-based transformation as it relates to the spirit realm has just given me a kind of freedom that I didn't know I could ever have. And you and I have talked about the the attachment to the to the the stories that I had with my identity being uh, a black woman, a queer woman, also non non binary and confused about if woman even feels right some of the time it definitely does not, but that's something I'm still navigating yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and the privilege and the power dynamics that come with being in proximity to different bodies with different levels of of access and resources and things like this that to have these openings and these expansions of what freedom gets to be for me and my body and for other women or uh, humans who have struggled through, you know, barriers and challenges that most or uh, others might not ever face. I think that there is something that's so profound about getting to be in our bodies and love our bodies and experience the richness of the quality of our inner world when we, we one of the analogies, my, um, my, one of my spiritual teachers, Adi Shakti, who is actually gonna be in another episode I'm really excited about. Uh, I, she talks about um, taking out the pebbles from the backpack. So as if we're all carrying, you know, this backpack and uh, you know, taking out the pet the petals, and then sometimes life gives us more pebbles, and then so we're just taking them out, and sometimes they come on. And so, how much more light and open our hearts become as we take out the petal pebbles, whether they're the pebbles of society has put on the backpack, whether they're the pebbles that we might have you know self imposed in some way, or our family or our circumstances. It just it it gets me really excited about what becomes possible when we are lighter and our hearts feel more held by ourselves and by spirit and by each other of what we get to co-create in those kinds of spaces. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and as you say that, I can feel like, this is what's so beautiful when you're expressing this release 
And we can like begin close our eyes and feeling this together. Because that's almost like the invitation here, right? Of like releasing the heavy, right? One pebble at a time. And that what our bodies begin to experience at the invitation of that imagery is this opening of the chest, right? And when our chest feels open and our heart feels more present, and then when our heart is more present, and this is what you're sort of like a seal your invitations, and what's possible? Mm-hmm. Wow, it's possible if I don't have to protect them. I was talking about anything the other day about how what we think shapes how the body will respond. Mm. So if I think I'm not safe or I'm not more, then the posturing reflects it. The seed code that, you know, kind of collapsing in on ourselves or people will speak like, I feel like there's like this knot at the back of your heart. Mm-hmm. Right? The body says, okay, got it. You're not safe. I will protect you. Right? We'll cross that arms. Mm-hmm. Or we'll feel energetically like we're not available. Mm-hmm. Right? We'll just put it up an energetic wall, a boundary. Boundaries are important, but we can, especially for those of us who are walking around in bodies feeling like we are not safe, we can impose so many boundaries that we are not accessible even to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's painful. It's painful to walk around that boundary. So, when we begin to reconceive, restore, begin to feel the possibility of inherent safety, of feeling no matter what can happen, I will not disconnect from them that way. Mm. I have no matter what happens, Let's see, cannot get changed. And the moment that we begin to embody that, what else is possible? It really does feel infinite. It really does feel kind of like when I was reading, I think Lee Harris is posting something about sort of like the frequency of the heart being cosmic. And it does feel like that. Mm-hmm. Like I've plugged into something so much greater than myself. And that's why I was saying, you know, I don't want to lead any other way. I don't want to be in a transactional relationship with anyone. You know, I, it's that the only transaction I'm interested in is the heart exchange. That's the only one that's nourishing. And it's the only one that truly feels like it's going to create what we all understand we're here to do, which is to create a new way of being. Mm-hmm. So when I hear that beautiful offering from spiritual teacher on this pebble, which I love that you said petal too, because it's kind of like, oh, you said flowers in there, and there as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> like a petal and a pebble. And some are lighter, some are heavier. But like when we're just kind of like, whoa, okay, that one's gone, and that one's gone, and that one's gone. And then, oh, somebody put something in there, or do I want it? I don't know if I want to carry that one. Maybe I'll keep one in my pocket, you know, <laughs> and on my back. Like, um, it's beautiful. It's so expansive. And it's so expansive. And it's a gorgeous vibration to feel. <sighs> I think you almost captured in all of that, too, what wild, wealthy, and liberated is. Yeah. <laughs> Just the end of it, right? <laughs> that yin, that feminine, that creative, that infinite, that possible, that, you know, unfiltered expression. Mm. Well, thank you. <laughs> I was not intending to mean that. Uh, I mean, I would love to hear anything that might feel uh, ignited as you tune into those words or those frequencies and any of them or all of them in where you find yourself right now in the current chapter or current stage in your journey. How does wild, wealthy, or liberated, how do you feel like you're embodying 
any or all of those words as we as we close up yeah. this beautiful time together. Thank you. You know, I think I am feeling how I there is something about the creative expression of the light that I am feeling like it is in the deep exploration of all possibilities. So like recently, you know, I used to, before I became a, a psychotherapist and then all the things that are now here with me, um, I was a singer. And so long I'm singing um, on, you know, stages and things like that, you know, but recently I go, oh, my wild, my liberated wants to sing. Mm -hmm. And the singing it wants to do is in some ways wild because there's, it's just sound. I just want to make sound and I just want to vibrate. And I also want to share it. I don't want to hide it. I want people to hear it. I want to hear what they hear when they hear it. There's no words. It's just like, it's just sound, right? I'm like, oh, I want to make sound. So when I think of my wild and my liberated, I'm like, there's this real calling within me that's like, what else am I meant to sound? What else am I meant to um, say? What else am I meant to write? What else am I meant to express? Like, how much expression can this body make? Right? <laughs> like, that's what feels kind of like, boom, just wildly unimaginable. What else is possible? And the liberated, that it's very liberating for me to show up in all the expressions I am and not feel like I have to contain them mm. or, um, or compartmentalize them. Mm. And I, I saw somebody share something the other day that was like about showing up and not betraying ourselves as a, as a form of liberation, mm. right? That we all have situations where we can show up in the world. Maybe we're asked to do something or asked to be something. And we know somewhere deep inside we're not aligned with that and we're need speak to not being aligned and saying no to them. It's incredibly liberating. It's like, oh, I can also continue to move in that direction where when I know that something doesn't feel right for me, it's honoring that, that I am liberated. Mm -hmm. And not feeling um, the shoulds, the shoulds of the world anymore, but I'm caring lives anymore. Wealthy is an interesting one. I don't know where I'm going with this one. I feel wealthy. I feel tremendously wealthy in terms of the, just my, my heart feels wealthy. Wealthy to make this alive, nourished, vibrant, right? Money is an interesting thing I'm moving with. You know, mm -hmm. money is an interesting thing. I keep saying, I just want to keep me people at the heart. And people are like, well, what's the exchange rate on that? I'm like, oh, money's such an interesting thing for me these days. I don't know. Money's changing. The energy of money is changing. I know I'm in a world now and I have a family to support and I need to charge money. I'm also at a place where the structure of the 45 minute psychotherapy session doesn't feel good to me, doesn't feel aligned. I want more time with people. I want to like have more time to explore this. And so I have to really evaluate what that looks like with money. I don't know what feels right. So wealthy, I feel wealthy in so many ways. I want to generate more of those ways. And then in terms of how we might define wealthy in terms of money, I'm, the question I keep asking that is like, what feels nourishing? Mm -hmm. What feels nourishing now? Mm -hmm. Right. What feels like an even exchange? Right. Um, so, so wealthy is a good one because I, I really think it's a really lovely invitation to keep feeling there are conversations around wealth, money, legacy. Mm -hmm. We're passing on what we're here to create. Mm -hmm. Abundance. Yes. And how does like the butterfly feel wealthy? Right. How does the tree feel wealthy? Mm, I love that. I love that. Like, right? right? What if we were defining it in that way? What if we, because we are nature, how does wealth get felt in that way? I won't feel that. I don't think that's what we mean. Whatever else, I'll we'll be taken care of. We'll be taken care of. I want us to take care of each other. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
That's such a beautiful question, I think, to leave with. Like, what mm. does wealthy feel like for the trees, for the butterfly, for nature in all of its forms and all of its expressions? And how do we get to tap into and interrelate with that? I love this. It's a beautiful place yeah. to land. Mm. Yeah, yes, yes. Oh, just, just so beautiful. Mm. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on here and mm. being such a, an honored guest. I'm so grateful for you sharing your heart and your journey and our journeys together. Yeah. And, and so here. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you so much for sharing Sacred Space and joining me on this episode of Wild, Wealthy, and Liberated. If you resonate, I would love if you left a review. And if you are more curious about my work and would like to get to know me better, you can find the links to my website and my Instagram in the show notes below, as well as my free Facebook community if you'd like to join and be a part of that. Blessing your week and looking forward to having you back for the next episode.